ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. He is Jalen Rose. I am David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we, we give do? the people? Some big news in the National Basketball Association. A gentleman by the name of LeBron James has signed a two-year, $97.1 million extension with the Lakers. There are tons of implications in this deal, and we will talk about all of them. However, I want to start with this. It's good for the Lakers because they've settled the is he going to stay or is he going to leave conversation for the next two years. However, they also tie up a lot of salary cap space with LeBron James. You see what this implications are for the Lakers. So what, in your opinion, with your great basketball perspective, does this mean for the Lakers right now? You know what the legend DMC Daryl McDaniel said. Reporters Clive, producers Jive. They want to be down with the king. That's what it means for the Lakers. It's extremely important for not only the product you see on the floor, just for the reputation of their brand in this market, because I'm doing this show currently from L.A., that you take care of superstars, especially those that deliver. And I remember seeing that Paul Gasol's about to get his number retired by the Lakers, and I can't front. I was like, maybe with another team, not necessarily them. So that's the squad that LeBron James is the superstar for. And in a market, just think about this. When you have players on the San Diego Padres making unlimited salaries and on the Dodgers getting top dollar, it's important, even though that the Lakers aren't the favorites in the West, to make sure that you secure a marquee superstar talent ticket every night for people to play and to for people to come pay and watch play, especially in a salary cap driven sport. And then for LeBron, let's talk about the B side. As a Laker, he's delivered a championship, but there's been some bizarre injuries that he's dealt with. Unfortunately, he's getting up there in age, and Anthony Davis have dealt with throughout their career, has dealt with throughout his career. So while we're looking at the two years, 100 million, and for LeBron, that's a discount. And by the way, this wasn't bargained. This was collectively bullied. Anytime there's a 38-year-old rule to where your league can't pay a player top dollar at a certain age, You should even take a cue from the NFL of all places. See Tom Brady. 
And so the numbers that I want you to truly pay attention to as LeBron gets his money is how many games is AD and LeBron going to play Ooh. for the Lakers? Let's take a look at that. Because you said you wanted have... to break down comprehensively each chapter of this deal. So this is what it means for the Lakers. And I hate to tell you something. That doesn't mean, that doesn't look like contending team. That doesn't look like win another championship with LeBron. And so I want to, for the Lakers' future, if LeBron's going to win another championship, one player besides those guys are going to help make it happen. Kyrie Irving. Really? If they get Kyrie Irving to go with AD and LeBron, that makes them a clear big three and that makes them a contending team immediately. If they don't add a player like that, LeBron won't win another championship with the Lakers. But I'm happy he's still going to get top dollar because he deserves it. So that's interesting because LeBron in the past has sort of put pressure on the franchise that he's playing for to put the best team around him to give him the best chance to win a championship. And there was some feeling that maybe he wouldn't sign the extension to try to sort of leverage the Lakers into making a type of deal that would be Westbrook and two first round picks for Kyrie Irving. Do you feel that the Lakers now don't feel pressure to make a deal like that because he's locked up for a couple years? Remember facial expressions used to be worth a thousand words. We used to be like mean mugging or doing this. Let me tell you something. What's getting underrated about this deal is LeBron James is going to be in his late 30s making $50 million on somebody's salary cap. He's still going to be an all-NBA performer. AD's still going to be all-NBA talent. But when you look at the landscape of the Western Conference, you can start naming teams off the top of your head and tell me if the Lakers are even top five. And that's healthy. That's not even taking into account the games that AD's going to miss, the game LeBron should miss at this point of his career. And so this is a good look again for him to secure his future. And when you say hold the organization's feet to the fire, I keep hearing that term. I remember I was on NBA Today when his, his, um, when his, when he was eligible for this extension. And Wendy was talking about that. And I'm thinking like, you can't hold your feet to the fire as an org. You can't hold the organization's feet to the fire if you're not committed because other players ain't gonna come run with you. So if you ain't locked in, who you gonna get to come run with you? KD's dealing with that right now. KD got four years left on his deal, but he don't wanna be locked in. Why? Because Kyrie ain't locked in. So for LeBron, he has to do his extension, get his dollars, so now he can get on the phone with Rich Paul and see who he can recruit to come play in L.A. with him in A.D. Well, that's interesting. I think one thing that is so looked forward to about this partnership between LeBron and the Lakers is the potential of LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the career highest scoring player in the history of the NBA. When you look at the timeline, take a look at these numbers here. He's got 
1,325 points. If he scores 27 points a game, that's his career average. He'll probably score slightly below that. That would be 49 games. Do you think that happens this season? And when that happens, what are the implications of it happening with him in a Lakers jersey? Uncle Chuck D said, he go, ooh, and I when jump in my car. People treat me like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Just, I was just looking at that graphic and thinking, he steals the all-time leading score, and he hasn't played in like 30 years. He didn't make threes when he was a performer, and the game was vastly different, and he was able to transcend eras as El Capitan. Hooks over the left, hooks with the right. And the thing is, Jacoby, six MVPs, six championships, trademark goggles. It is remarkable what he, the work that he put in as an NBA player on every level. So for his record to be broken by anyone, it's incredible. And I agree with you, for LeBron James, it's going to happen this year because he know time is ticking. So we ain't about to waste no time. He gonna mm-hmm. miss, like, LeBron ain't gonna be trying to low manage this year when they're on the road against the last place team. He gonna be like, you know what, let me get out here and get this 20 in let the first the, half. Let me, let me get 35 points. You know what Jaylen, I'm saying? Here's one Absolutely. thing I know is gonna happen. I know this is gonna happen. He's got his eye on this, and he knows about legacy, and this is going to happen in Los Angeles. He's not going to do this in Charlotte. He's not going to do this in Orlando. It's going to happen in Los Angeles with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar front and center. They're going to stop the game in L.A., and they're going to be a ceremony. It's going to be one of the the best moments in the history of the NBA. Absolutely, and, and, and here's, here's also what's beautiful for me is when I look over my shoulder every day, he's right here. Mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is right here. Bill Russell, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, they're right here. Legends of the game who impacted it so much off the floor. I don't even have a picture of him playing basketball back here. You see what I mean? And so Kareem is a legend. He's an icon. And I hope that people continue to celebrate him as LeBron approaches passing him on the scoring list. Now, Jalen, you know I don't toot my own horn very often. However, I was on Sports Nation in like 2013, and I said that LeBron James is going to play on a team with his son. And now this has picked up so much steam, and also his contract is engineered in such a way that he could opt out in 2024 when LeBron, when will be draft eligible and move teams at that point. So my question for you is, what do you? What does this mean moving forward? The Lakers don't have a first-round pick when he's available. Is the rest of the NBA just going to let Bronny pass by, or is another team in the <laughs> NBA going to draft Bronny, assuming that LeBron James is a package deal? How does this happen, and what does this mean for the Lakers' future that he signed this extension? So we've been giving the people what they want as a team for at least ten years. I think we the longest serving Monday through Friday duo in the game. Oh, PTI. Behind oh, got Tony and Mike. Tony, Tony and Mike, Mike just called. <laughs> behind Tony and Mike. And we're the second most handsome behind them also. And here's what I want to make sure I acknowledge. While Bronny out there doing work, I'll get to the young fella in a second. I want to see actually Bronny as a prospect. We've talked about this. I think he has a college trajectory. 
So everybody's giving this timeline that I think actually is off. But I'll get to that in a minute. For David Jacoby, he started this producers of our show, followers of our show, people to see David Jacoby on the street and come up to him. I didn't know how tall you were when we were a podcast 10 years ago. People come up to Jacoby and say, I didn't even know if you, I thought you was black. And now Jacoby gets on this program and he recalls something he said in 2013 and he only shouts Sports Nation, a show that he helped build from the crown up, a show that he wore blazers on, he wore a fresh haircut on. He'll do that on this show. He'll, when he started doing Sports Nation, he considered whitening his teeth. You said that on Jalen and Jacoby. Why you didn't shout our show out? Okay, Mr. Rose. <clears throat> I would like to talk about basketball, but first, I said it first on Sports Nation. That's when I first said it, okay? I don't want to talk about my teeth, my career, my bio, but I would like to talk about the potential of Bronny and LeBron teaming up. Do you see it happening? Because I think it's going to happen no matter where he ends up being drafted. But I also see this. I see the league coming together and just, like, giving him to the Lakers. That's what I see. So... I hope that it happens, and whether it's the Griffies, the Bonds, there, there, there's so many, you know, fathers, sons that either have played with each other or fathers that played in the league now have sons in the league, for example, the Splash Brothers. Um, so you know, as the son of a former player, I would love to see that in any capacity. But from a basketball sense, I just don't know if this timeline, I don't know if this is the timeline based on LeBron's trajectory with his contract versus Bronny's years that he has in high school and or the years that he may or may not play in college. Well, this, See, assumes, one this day, timeline assumes one year of college play. Got you, got you, got you. So, so, so if that's the case, then he might as well go to Michigan, win a championship, and then go play with his father. Totally I mean, makes sense. Guaranteed to go to Michigan. It's a guarantee Bronny's going to Michigan. You heard it here first on Jalen Jacoby. <laughs> Bronny James has committed to Michigan to play for Jawan Howard and the Wolverines. Obviously, in I'm our joking. dreams. However, there is so much more for us to discuss. That man, Aaron Rodgers, last time we heard. He was talking about his young receivers critically in the media. We have an update on this story, and it's a bit surprising. We'll tell you what that is right after this. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 
Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here at Pier 17 in the Seaport, New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, yesterday we heard Aaron Rodgers through the media criticize his young receivers for dropping passes and running the wrong routes. Well, yesterday they had an impromptu meeting between Rodgers and the young wide receivers. Jalen, take us behind the curtain. What is said in this little powwow between the Packers? First, what needs to be said is just like Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, LaFleur belongs in that conversation. I know he hasn't taken his team to win a Super Bowl yet. I know he hasn't. But however, I think he's ascending towards that conversation. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not mad at the vet, the OG, the icon, the superstar calling out the young players. Except the times have changed a lot, Jacoby. And it's almost like if you're in a disagreement with someone. It could be your friend, it could be your mate, it could be your kids. It's one thing when y'all talking back and forth and y'all trying to get in accord. It's another thing when other people can hear it and know about it. It's almost like the Arnold Horshack back in the day, like, ooh, 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 ooh. And so you now allow us the opportunity to be ready to criticize them when they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So now guess what we're doing? We're watching to see, oh, there was an interception. There was an incompletion. Young fella ran the wrong route. Oh, that was a big drop on third and five. And you know the second part of what Aaron did, he's acknowledging to the world, I know that I'm that back-to-back MVP that just signed top dollar, and for unfortunately, I didn't stand on the table for Devontae Adams. So when mistakes happen, it ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. And their defense is going to be one of the most stout in the NFL. So they still have a chance to ascend to what they've done the last couple of years. But they're going to miss Devontae for sure. They already do. You could tell and week one hasn't even come. Jalen Rose. No one covers the Detroit Lions more than Jalen and Jacoby. And when something happens between the Lions and Colts in practice, we're, we're going to cover it and we're going to show you. Because what we have here is classic training camp team practice fight footage. This is, this is just the classic training camp fight footage. People pushing around. Everyone feels like they got to have their teammates back. Next thing you know, you got 100 dudes in pads and weird helmets pushing each other around but not really doing anything. Jalen, what does this tell you about the Lions season? And, and dog, let me tell you something. The beautiful thing is now that hard knocks is on, you see that helmet over my shoulder? See, that's die hard. All of these bandwagon jumpers, everybody out there that want to talk about how much y'all love Dan Campbell and how much y'all appreciate us on hard knocks. <laughs> I got something for y'all. No, 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 no. You have to worry about bandwagon jumping. I don't think that's something you really need to be let, concerned let, let with. Let me tell you something. Now people want to get on airplanes to go to Detroit, to go to practices. People want to talk about us on their shows. Let me tell you something. EPMD said it best. Get off the bandwagon. <laughs> There's no one jumping on the Lions bandwagon. Hey, the Lions bandwagon is empty. There's no one even pulling the bandwagon. Bandwagon is empty. Our season ain't even started yet. And people trying to act like they're the first to jump on our bandwagon. Let me tell y'all something. Let me, let me give you 
Let me give you 60 years of Lions football. I've been with this team, and we won oh, one no. game no in those six decades. <laughs> one playoff game in six decades. One playoff years. game in There's those no six decades. So, Jalen, hold on. We've been going through division by division, looking at how Vegas has projected win totals. And you know what? We're going to stay in the NFC North. Let's just take a look. Now, I know you've projected the Lions to go 13-4. and four. Let's just see. <laughs> I'm not betting that, though. I'm Let's just see that. what Vegas says about the win totals in the NFC North. Let's do that. So, to win the division, Let's do the that. odds are plus 850 for the Lions. Plus mm. 1100 for Chicago, minus 155 for Green Bay, plus 254 for Minnesota. Is there any chance that you would bet your hard or your earned money on the Detroit Lions to win the division? I would. And, 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 and here's the thing, though. By the way, the way we talk about Chase and how he blew up in the league, Jefferson is a beast for Minnesota. Jeez. Mm. Like, he's won some money for me, too. He be out there killing. And, and Dalvin Cook, obviously, when he's healthy. So I'm looking at that Minnesota spot. I, I, I like that bet for the Lions, Jacoby. I really do. You, you can't underestimate clearly, again, I mentioned the Green Bay Packers defense. But if you look at the Lions' schedule and who we have under center, he was born as Goff. That's his family name. But in football, he's Jared Montana. You see number 16 out there navigating in the pocket. You know what I'm saying? Eluding whatever comes his way whenever the, 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 the opportunity presents itself. You see him getting spoon-fed that knowledge from the offensive coaches, being a sponge for the uh, game, being, being a gunslinger when it's needed. This is too much Lions coverage. Go to break. This is too much Lions talk. <laughs> go to break. Go to break. We need to turn around and hand it off to Barry Sanders, man. Stop this man. Stop this man. Where's Megatron? Megatron to back me up on this. WNBA playoffs continue Saturday at noon. Two superstars face off on ESPN. Sue Bird and the Storm take on Elena Deladon and the Washington Mystics. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, every single day we have a show, we set aside some time for what? To acknowledge that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia now 182 days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby just wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Jalen, my wife is filming a documentary about Candace Parker. This is her Dope. final year in the WNBA. Dope. Her in the sky. We're supposed to just walk through the first round facing the Liberty. But then Sabrina Ionescu happened. The Liberty scored the final 13 points of the game to get the upset win and put the Sky and Parker on the brink of elimination. Jalen, what do you think about this big comeback? I think Candace Parker going to respond in the next game. You know it, and I know it. There's a reason why your wife got on an airplane, got a hotel room, we got a rental car, and sent a camera crew to do a documentary on one of the goats. She's going to respond in the next game. I went to a game between these two teams, and it also went down to the buzzer. This is a great matchup. I love this series, and I want it to come back to New York where we will have a deciding game three. We will be back every day, ESPN 2, 4 o'clock. Check Make out sure that you listen to the podcast. $100 hiccup. Amani Caesar stole God Cooks and Benny. Mmm, flames. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming. FX's Shogun. Whoa!
My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Rose, we got the Christmas schedule. Now we've got the NBA schedule. Opening night. Great doubleheader. I remember me and you watched opening night together in Los Angeles. They threw a lob to Hayward. Hayward hurt himself. Changed his career forever. Hopefully me and you will be together again watching opening night. The first game is between team... Haywood was on at the time, Celtics, and the 76ers. Now, I've been listening, and I've been watching the workout videos of James Harden, and, and I've been listening to people talk about how they had the most efficient and effective pick-and-roll duo in the league when together and beating Harden. People are saying great things about the 76ers and expect a bounce-back year from James Harden after a turbulent 2021 season. I'm buying the hype, Jalen. I'm buying all the hype about the 76ers and James Harden. What do you expect from Harden this season? In a contract year, um, when you look around the league, he's at a point of his career when you look at what he's accomplished as in a, a future Hall of Famer. I believe he was one of the top 75 players. You hope that at this point of his career, this would have been an offseason where you could give him a Dame Lillard type, LeBron James type two-year deal or a Bradley Bill type four-year deal. Like, that's where you hoped he'd be trending. But the problem is, while he's shown glimpses and he's had averages of 2010 and you know, five or six, and on paper, you know, not many players can achieve that. But to actually get to the goals that you're describing, James Harden's got to be a lot better. And Joel Embiid led the league in scoring, which means he's going to occupy a lot of real estate on the left side of that court, 15 to 18 feet away either facing up or it's back to the basket. He's going to stretch it out to three. He's a capable three-point shooter. But if you're driving down the block, it's like Lionel Richie in Beverly Hills. When you go down the street and you see the Cheesecake Factory, remember, Lionel Richie owns that block. He owns that block. Wait, I'm sorry. I have some follow-up questions. I have some follow-up questions. I got game for you, Keith. Come on. What what block, what Cheesecake Factory, and how does Lionel Richie own it? So, I'm old enough to remember Lionel Richie when he's with the Commodores. One of my mom's favorite groups. I used to always go to the jukebox and play all of their songs. And so, like many artists, he wasn't getting credit for what he did. Kind of like Teddy Pendergrass. Um, so, both of those guys in particular went solo. And, hello! 
So this is why I love this is why I love doing this show with you. This is why I love podcast exclusive. I ask about James Harden, you talk about Lionel Richie owning a block. I ask about Lionel Richie owning a block, and then you talk about the Commodores. Correct. And let's so get back. The, the, get back the, to the, the, block. the one thing about great storytellers, you gotta sit back and you gotta keep your toes by the campfire and allow me to wrap this in a ball. You know, just, okay. just twinkle your toes a little bit and I'm just twinkling. you know. Just appreciate the range of somebody that could talk about James Harden and the Commodores at the same time. You know what I mean? I appreciate um, it. And so while people were doing various things with their money as artists, Lionel Richie invested his in real estate in Beverly Hills. And one of the things he did is he brought a substantial amount of real estate on the block that the Cheesecake Factory used to be on. And whatever's there right now, is just like any block, businesses turn over, but I wouldn't, I would be surprised if Paris Hilton is out here eating the way she eating and they out here living the way they living. That ain't just off music money, y'all. So this is from 1985. This is yeah, from let me, talk to me. Talk For to me. For the third time in about a year, Lionel Richie has purchased a property in the Beverly Hills area. This time, the old Double Day bookstore on Little Santa Monica Boulevard near Rodeo Drive. So in 1985, he's just scooping up bookstores, scooping up buildings. This is 85. In 85, he's doing this. Jalen, do you think that, that the value of this property has gone up in the last <laughs> 38 years? Nicole Richie, his daughter, will answer that question for you. He will answer that question for you. Like the late great Paramore Hicks Sr. once told, Paramore Hicks Jr. taught me, when the chicken, when I say the chicken lay eggs, get the skillet hot. And I'm telling you, this man was buying up blocks of Beverly Hills, including where the Cheesecake Factory was. I tell no lies. Good for him. Please Sound continue. Please get, please tell me what it says on the internet about this because the internet didn't even exist then. So please tell me what it says now. <laughs> well, it's hard to get because they, they, he did a tour of his 20, 20 something million dollar home and that's all I can get to. But I'm gonna get there, buddy. I'm gonna get there. So as I bring this back to James Harden while you looking for that, the, the, the conversation was about James Harden, what do I expect? Can he take Philly there? And I thought about Lionel Richie because I thought about prime real estate. And Dame and LeBron got paid for it. Bradley Beal got paid for it. James Harden ain't getting paid for it. Mm -mm. As a marquee. Now, on paper, give me that 35 million and I'll roll over and I'll, I'll scratch my stomach like a baby and do whatever I need to do to collect them checks. But for James Harden, it can't just be setting the table and playmaking, which is he's one of the best players in the league. They're going to need his scoring and efficiency because the prime Lionel Richie real estate on the Sixers is on the left block. And Joel Embiid is going to be occupying that. So that means you got to see two things happen from Harden. Spot shooting and cutting. If you ain't seeing those two things. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You think that James Harden's going to cut 
off the ball and then catch the ball moving towards the basket and then score? James Harden? I don't, hey, think, I, I don't, think, I, I don't think it's ever happened. Hey, man, the job requirement changed. You heard Darvin Ham when he got the gig. He was like, I need Russ to play D and make corner threes. And I, and I looked down at the paper like I did that day when I was on Get Up. I was like, corner threes? Russ? Like, Russ ain't shooting no corner threes. That's his best three-point shot a, a percentage, I believe. But he didn't make it to the Hall of Fame catching shooting from three. And mm. so the job description has changed for Harden, Jacoby. Maxie's ascending. Tobias Harris is going to be solid. I know what I'm going to get from Thibault. I Like... I, the, 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 the Sixers are a legit co- championship contending team. Like Say it every again. top player Say it has again. won the East recently except Embiid. He's noticed. Embiid has noticed. And they're putting up, they're up against the team that won the East last year, the Boston Celtics. And they're now. coming to town. They not only went to the finals with the defensive player of the year in the backcourt, Marcus Smart, but they added another great defender. And Malcolm Brogdon. So everyone's saying the Celtics got so much better. They added Brogdon and Gallinari, right? We know what Gallinari is at this point in his career. I don't think he's going to be a, a serious difference maker for the Boston Celtics, okay? Not exactly a defensive stopper either. And Malcolm Brogdon has the two words attached to him that so many people have attached to them in sports, if healthy. So I, 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 I understand that people are so excited about the Celtics sort of upgrading, but that if healthy thing is following Brogdon, and Gallinari is just, you know, what Gallinari is. Well, one thing about having a young team that makes it to the finals and your two best players are under 25, you got to account for their growth and ascension as players too. So Tatum and Brown, they get better. Time Lord gets better. Grant Williams gets better. Al Horford, I believe, had 20-plus games, 20-plus points in the final game of the season. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that, that's from within. Um, Derek White is going to be there a full season. He gave them some great minutes starting or coming off the bench, in particular against the, uh, against the Heat. Jalen, I have something for you. You have been the leader, the most loudest vocal voice that you shouldn't break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. However, things have changed. If I'm the Boston Celtics, I'm trading Jalen Brown and whatever the Nets want to get KD on a four-year deal. You put KD in that green with Tatum and Smart, Time Lord and those pieces, I'm doing that. I'm calling, I am calling Sean Marks every day if I'm Brad Stevens. I'm trying to put KD with Tatum also. And to an extreme, try to do whatever I can to make it happen just like you. But one of the things that just got said that can't get overlooked. You bring in Brogdon, you say if healthy, which means that is Marcus Smart going to be a carrot in that move or not? I would like to retain Marcus Smart. I'm giving you Brown, White, maybe a 
you know, salary filler see, and a gang of pigs. See, 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 soon as you start shaking your head, the gang of pigs not really knowing what you're giving me. You know what? I'll and give you Marcus really Smart too. What you I'll me. give you Marcus That's Smart too. That's where the deal fall apart. I, I'll give you Marcus Smart too. Payton Pritchard's you're not our even new excited point about, guard. We got, you, you, we, got, we got Tatum and KD. We Payton Pritchard. You just dribble the ball up. You just dribble let, the ball up. Let, let me tell you something about any deal. Both people that walk away from the deal should find a sense of relief that the deal happened and feel good about it. You felt good when you were pitching me Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White. But three you first didn't round say picks. it with your chest at first. You didn't want to give me smart. You know I what I mean? I didn't want to give you smart. Defensive player of the year. The Suns have one of the best defenses in the league. And so if you're going to give me Brown and you're going to give me smart and you're going to give me how many picks and who else? I'm going to give you. Brown, Smart, White, three first-round picks, and the Cheesecake Factory building on Rodeo that Lionel Richie owns. <laughs> well, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? There you I'll go. There you go. GM Jalen finally <laughs> took a trade. He I'll finally take took that. a trade. I'll take that. He finally took a trade. So White, White, Smart, Brown, three picks. Gets it done. If you're Sean Yeah, that'll get it done. All right, we're doing GM Jalen on the show tomorrow, then. Make a note, Tuts. I believe that'll get it done. Make a note, Tuts. We finally got a GM Jalen trade. Yeah, that, that, that'll I would get do it that. done. I would do that if I was Brad Stevens. Whatever it takes. KD for four years? We can, we, can, we, can, we can figure out that production. We're doing that, we're doing that segment tomorrow. How many picks? Nah, nah, dog. Deal's done. We shook hands. We shook hands. We shook hands. No, nah, I know. I gotta think about it. I gotta, I gotta talk to. I gotta talk to the rest of the. Uh, you talk to Joe Sai. Yeah, I gotta talk to Joe Sai. You gotta talk to Joe Sai. And because KD already said he wanted me out, so I gotta. <laughs> so that solves all your problems. <laughs> solves all your problems. That's job security for you, Jay. <laughs> I'm gonna save your job. I'm gonna do you the favor of saving your job and taking KD off your hands. So you giving me uh, Jalen Brown. Yep, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. Do you know what Marcus that means? Marcus Smart, best Derek defender White. in the league. Derek White, three first-round picks. I need. Some. What about the what? what what's, no, what, don't what's do going this. On no, with no. You know what? what? This is something. This is something that you do all the time. Is you accept a deal, and then you think about it a little bit, and you start asking for more stuff. Well, you know, Time Lord, like. We it need Time Lord on the table, dog. We, 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 if we're not Time Lord, what do we, you know, you got to give us Claxton or something, man. I mean, we don't have a center, dog. We're not playing Tice. Starting tight, start, start Harford in center. When Joel Embiid comes to town. I, I, that, I think game need to... one against Joel Embiid, we're going to roll out Daniel Tice. Come on now. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess I guess we might not have a deal. I got to sleep on it. No, we had a deal. You, you agreed to it. I got to sleep on this. No, you don't. There's no sleep. I don't know. No sleep. So let's talk and, about and the if, second and, game. And if I'm Sean Marks, there's no way I'm giving the Lakers Kyrie. No way. No way. I'm not going to be able to do it unless y'all giving me AD. Y'all got to be giving me AD. <sighs> Jalen, I'm glad you talked about the Lakers because they're the second game on opening night. This is when I start getting tired. You know? <laughs> West Coast games. Kids are asleep, though. Get to sit on the couch, have a domestic light beer, and watch the Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook against the Warriors, 
champion warriors. We saw the parade. We saw Draymond's wedding. They're celebrating. But you know who we didn't see? James Wyden in a Warriors jersey. James Wiseman, the champion Warriors added a center, a position that they drastically needed to upgrade. Shout to Kevon Looney. What does Wiseman add to this Warriors team? Defensively and more importantly, offensively, how do you expect them to use him and incorporate him into the, the majestic Warriors offense? Great question. Gather around the table, gather around boys and girls and learn something. The one word that gets underestimated in basketball, the first thing he's going to bring is height. Yes. That's, that's I, the I watch a lot of basketball with Jalen Anthony Rose, and a lot of times he just simplifies. He could be talk about the minutia, the complex minutia of how offensive works and defenses work, and then he can also sometimes just go through you know ten thousand feet macro and be like, well, tall people are good at bad. Tall people helps. Height helps. You know, it, it's tall man's game. Says it all the time. Tall, tall man's, man's game. game. That that hoop <laughs> is ten feet tall. And yesterday we were talking about Victor Wamanyama. And I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure I pronounced it wrong. Yeah, you did. But you can be calling him Victor pretty consistently. <laughs> yeah, I just call him Vic. Big Vic. <laughs> My Vic. guy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Once we started talking about him, everybody felt like it was reason to talk about him once it was Summer League. But anyway, so when you put up there that he was 7'3", that meant, oh, my goodness. 7'9", wingspan. That's a guy that is 7'3", that can handle like Giannis. But then you put something else up there. You said he was 7'9 wingspan. So now it's a whole different category of a player. Just you think see, about he's, that. He's one of those players that can just reach up and grab the net without Correct. jumping. Flat-footed. Flat-footed reach up, right. grab the net. So when you have a 7'9 wingspan, you're in a whole different category as a player. So now we can't just talk about him dribble passing and shooting like KD. It's like we need you to be rim protecting like Rudy Gobert. Like, it, it's a tall man's game. And that's one of the things Wiseman is going to bring. Here's another thing he's going to bring that they have not had when the Splash Brothers have been ascending. Somebody to give them post-up offense. Mm. That's another thing. It's like a run game in football. They're, they're going to be able to dribble pass and shoot and run the uh, the. the the offense, like the hair is on fire when Steph Curry's going off single doubles and flare screens and down screens. But every now and then, it's okay to take a deep breath, especially if Steph's not in the game, and throw it inside to the big fella. Jalen, I'm trying to think of this current Warriors team. And I might be wrong because I'm often just, you know, wrong. Two, one thing they, they, I can't think that they've truly had, lob threat. Like, I'm thinking, like, Andrew Bogut, like, Verizhao. Like, I'm thinking, I'm going through their centers. It's like, they don't, don't really have, like, a lob threat. Like, it, I, I'm going to think about lobs that get caught. It's like Gary Payton Jr. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they uh, at the five spot, at the time when they had players like a Bogut, <clears throat> that's one of the <clears throat> reasons why he would get minutes, actually. Because he was, like, tall. He gave them mm -hmm. height. That's he was and a legit illegal screens. seven great, footer. Great illegal screens freeing up the Splash Brothers. Yes, yes. So Kaminga's a lob threat. Um, KD's a lob threat, but they don't play five. To your yeah. point, 
Yeah, they don't and run a lot of like, high pick and rolls and then throw lobs. And what? Oh, and, and JaVale McGee. That's right, Tuck. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, but the difference is for Wiseman, it's not going to be a specialty. No. So for JaVale, really that's a special, catching lobs is a specialty. But for Wiseman, he's there to give you height. But the second thing I mentioned is to give you post-up offense. Here's the third thing that Wiseman, Kaminga, Poole, Moody are going to all provide. Less wear and tear on the four-time champions. Splash mm. Brothers and Draymond. So while the Lakers are going to need to play LeBron and AD as much as they can to scrap and claw to stay out of the play-in, the Warriors can now turn around and hand the reins certain nights to their young players, give them minutes, and allow them to save the vets until the playoffs come. So those three major things. And then here's one more. It elongates their dynasty. Because you're not running Steph, Clay, and Draymond in theory into the ground. So with Bob Myers as a GM, with Steve Kerr as a talent developer and head coach, and one of the greatest coaches in the history of the league have done, is not only won the championship now and three others in the past, but they secured their future. Well, I want, what's something about that is is they do deserve all the credit for player development, the way they've drafted and all that, but you need a little luck, right? You always need a little luck to be successful. And they had bad luck with all their injuries, but those injuries created high draft picks. So you don't see a lot of teams in the middle of a great run just dip down to the lottery for a couple years and then dip back up and win a championship. And that's really helped them. They've been able to draft this high and, and sort of restock the future through the draft while being champion contenders because of those injuries. There are a lot of teams that restock and draft high, Jacoby. They just miss on the picks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they had the courage to pass on LaMelo. Yep. They're, they're drafting by need at the time. And so... The Warriors, to me, are now positioned along. <clears throat> I, I think the, the I think the Western Conference Finals is the Warriors and Clippers. No one talks about the Clippers. I think uh, Ty Lue, K, uh, Kawhi, Paul George, adding John Wall, re-signing um, the big fella who double-double shot blocker. Zubac. Zubac, my guy. Love That's my him. guy. Love Zubac. People forget Zubac was on the Lakers. And, and what about all the wings they have? What about they got, all they the double, wings they They got lemon, lemon pepper, barbecue, buffalo. But they got all man. the wings. Flats, flats, drumsticks. Right. Covington. They got all the wings. Crispy wings, fried wings, baked wings. They got and the wings. And my guy who just averaged 20 for Portland, they got him too. Another uh, Norman wing. Powell. Norman Powell. Norman Powell. It's gotten to yeah. a point in our it's gotten to a point in our relationship where you can just say my guy and I just know who you're talking about. Yeah, because we watch so many games. It's like <laughs> I, I, I it's like the same. I'm, I was born in 1973, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I got so much. You know what I'm saying? I, I can tell you Mean Joe Green's commercial. I can tell you what that's so it's a, it's a litany of things in this jukebox. It takes me a second to remember everything.
Well, I'm going to push another button on the jukebox. Because I'm going to do the media thing and read way too much into a small internet video. Miami Pro-Am. Bam Adebayo's playing in the game. And one thing I like to watch with uh, the NBA players in the Pro-Am is they get to kind of like show out. Because you don't see Bam cross between the legs twice and like go past the defender and dunk. Like he doesn't do that. That's just not his game in the NBA. But in the Pro-Am, you're like, oh, look at Bam, a little inside out cross behind the back. And he's doing that. But guess what? Guess who's also there, Jalen Rose? Who's that? Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. And you know if you're Pat Riley, you would love to have the services of Donovan Mitchell on your team in that city. So, Mr. Rose, I'm going to do the media thing and read way too much into this. Donovan Mitchell to the heat is bubbling based on the 15-second video I watched this morning. Can I tell you what I love about my guy, Spider Mitchell, who we got to talk about you know, how, how he plays cards, but that's another subject for another day. Okay. I like how Spider Mitchell out here moving like he flat out single. <laughs> he got the ring off and went to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, think about it. He, 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 he's thrown out pitches for every baseball team and minor league team in New York City. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to throw it out for the Yankees and Mets. He like double-A, triple-A, farm team. I seen him down there taking pictures with the fans and barnstorming. I thought he was going back. You know what I'm saying? Now he's in Florida, Miami area. If you're, if, if you're Pat Riley, I feel the same way that you feel that Brad Stevens should about adding KD. I'm doing whatever I can to add Spider to Bam and Jimmy. I'm doing whatever I can. Doing whatever I can. But here's the problem, and it's controversial. This is where I need my brother, David Jacoby. Talk to me. Okay. So there are going to be a lot of pitch meetings about shows. And there are shows where there are two people who didn't play. There are shows where one person did or didn't play. There's some shows where both people did play. New media. But one of the unique things that our show has had for the 10 years that we do it is we both play. It's just I played in the league. But the other thing is, because you play more than me, but the other thing is he just so happens to be a white guy that's been in the industry 20 years, and I just so happen to be a black guy. You're black? That's been in the industry 20 years. I didn't even so know I you were black. So I have to ask you an important, important question. Okay. Because when we're watching 20, the Miami Heat together. 23 years in the industry, just want, just want to correct Wow. Yeah, and when we're watching the Miami Heat together, it's mm-hmm. no different than when we see Cooper Cup or when we see Christian McCaffrey. Like, mm-hmm. those are your guys. There's something about them you know I just really those, appreciate. Those are your guys. Like, I love yeah. them. It's like Larry Bird. It's funny. Like, we both oh, love Larry, Larry the same. But Jacoby, like, he going on my side, dog. 
Yeah, that's yeah. my guy. I don't care if you played for he's him. Like, I don't care if he's I'm in your phone. To I don't poster. care if you talked to him last week. Okay. Like, he don't, don't even care. know my name, he, he, but he's he going on my side. Larry Bird <laughs> does not watch afternoon ESPN two programming. I promise you that. You can keep like, up with what the media is saying guy, about the Pacers. But he's and the, my and guy for all of the reasons. So, so I have Chandler, to ask you. Okay. And this, was, hold on. This Miami Heat trade proposal for Spider Mitchell. Mm-hmm. The one thing about it, I need you to tell me who would be featured in that deal from the Miami Heat. Okay, everybody says Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and like some stuff. So here's the thing. The Utah fan base would appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna get fired. Because I've seen the, the camera scan the crowd during jazz games. There's there some people that look like you. But it's like, where's Waldo? You know what I mean? They stick out. And they ain't wearing the frames with the fresh cut and the Gucci shirt. Oh, but, man. But, Jalen, there's somebody I have to oh, ask you man. for real. Oh, man. I do like... Caucasian NBA players. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> I feel I feel affinity for, towards them, okay? <laughs> However, I don't feel the same about Jokic, about Doncic, and about sort of like international players. Yep. So I want you to put me on the couch and explain to me why I don't have the same affinity for Luka Doncic that I do Tyler Hero. I got you. And the game has changed. Like Jay said, change clothes and go. So there was an NBA, like when the league first started, that was primarily white. Early days. You know, the beginning of the leagues. You know, I'm talking 60, 70 years ago. Like the Mikan type days, like early NBA. And then the NBA slowly started to integrate. And the Boston Celtics were not only the first team to start five black players, they were also the first team to have a black head coach who happened to be Bill Russell. And so the game continued to more and more um, diversify itself as the ABA started to dilute. And then when the players from the ABA got into the NBA, not only did they bring a pizzazz and a, a flavor to the league, but those ABA players, when you look at when they first entered the NBA, were a majority of the all-stars, Dr. J, um, uh, uh, I believe Spencer Haywood, George Gervin. Um, and so the NBA continued. And then in the 80s, just like in our country, crack became an ac- epidemic. And it, it paralyzed the league in a lot of ways. And that's when the league had a fork in the road. And David Stern, the new commissioner at the time, did, the gr- did a great job of transforming the league from what was considered a drug-infested league, as was talked about in The Last Dance, to a league that you can promote black players. And so Magic and Bird in the late 70s were an anomaly because they were like Dalen and Jacoby. That's why we have a Magic and Bird shirt for this show. We have a logo shirt with Magic and Bird because like them, we changed this game. And one of them happened to be black and one of them happened to be white. And you didn't have to make Larry Bird a great white hype. You know why you didn't? 
because he was headed toward GOAT status. And I remember whether Piston fans, Laker fans, Bull fans, everybody had that little whisper. You know, yeah, you know, Larry killing, but he only getting some props. Is, is he getting too many props because of his color? And then Larry got out there on that court and he made people like you proud, sir. A white American guy who drove trucks instead of playing in Indiana, was playing in the league, and the hick from French Lick made you proud. Your poofy nipples were just just hard watching yeah. him play. Well, you were it, praying to his poster. And when he did, many, over the backboard! And he how many, how many under, NBA, under the how many NBA MVPs drive tractors in the offseason? Just, you know just what name, I'm name, name the list. It's one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And when it was like, Bird steals the ball underneath the DJ. You, you, but between like you loving basketball and you probably loving magazines, I don't. I can only imagine what you was doing as a shorty then. And then uh, all of a sudden you start to realize don't, don't let, something. Don't let me get the bra section of the Sears catalog. Exactly. And, <laughs> and then you started to notice something. The white American players started to lessen in the league. And then there were less Tom Chambers, and it was more Detlef Shrimps and Arbitus Sabonis. And you started to notice there was less guys like Mark Price. And then the white American player was few and far between playing in the All-Star game. And then a player like Kevin Love came on the scene, and you love David Lee. Like, like I'm, 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 I can only imagine how you feel about Under, David underappreciated Lee. Underappreciated basketball player, David Lee. Right. The ambidextrous, I, true ambidextrous basketball player. Great correct. hands, great finisher, back to the basket, pick and roll, roll guy. Just a great basketball player. And love David like Lee. you, the American-born white guy, me, the American-born black guy, you're now right. look at our game and see something else in the mirror. The international player has won the last few MVPs. <clears throat> few? <clears throat> I'm going last four MVPs. Right? And you start to watch the draft and notice NBA teams rather draft somebody and stash them overseas sometime than take a senior in college. Because mm -hmm. they feel like you've been there way too long and you're not going to be Tim Duncan or Draymond Green as a four-year college player once you get to the NBA. Something must be wrong with you because you had to stay in college for four years. And you know what you realize, Jacoby? They're taking jobs. And, they're, and deserving them. Because they come in with a skill level and they come in with a a professionalism that they fostered since middle school. And you started to watch the All-Star game this weekend, this year. You started to watch, you watched the All-Star game this weekend. And unlike when Larry Bird was winning three straight MVPs, was there a white American born player in this year's All-Star game? No. I was going to get you to an ending and put a bow on it. Appreciate gotcha. that, Jalen Rose. You always got me. Make sure you call 9580-Jalen. Leave us voicemails. We're doing all voicemail show tomorrow, so call 9580-Jalen. Leave us a voicemail. We want to hear from you. You control the podcast exclusive tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope pod of step two. Why is that, Jalen? 
Anthony American born players, you got to work on your game. I remember feeling like I was going to have a job and I needed to compete against the people on my block, the people in my neighborhood, the people in my city, state, country. Now that same job you're applying for, like in basketball, is international. That's why we worked out. Now they train 24-7, 365. We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the